Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to this Team Success Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is extraordinarily important and often misunderstood, and this is communication. Now, what I want to share with you is actually based off of an exercise that I created with help called the Communication Builder. And we created this for our team programs at Strategic Coach because one of the things that we found in working with team members and working with entrepreneurs is that people were making a lot of assumptions but they weren't actually getting at the heart of the matter about how they could actually communicate better. So before we get started, because you're going to want to write some of this down, I'd like you to go to teamsuccesshandbook.com and download the Communication Builder exercise. I'll talk you through it. So if it's not handy right now, don't worry. But this will be a great tool to take back to your team, other people with whom you work, your spouse, lots of people with whom you want to have better and more effective communication. So the essence of the communication builder really starts with the fact that I realize that how people give and receive information can often be very, very different. And if you think about how you like to receive information, well, how does that work? Well, some of us like to get the bottom line. Some people like lots of detail. Some people prefer face-to-face communication. Other people, not so much. They'd much rather get an email, thank you. Some people love getting voicemail. Others, No, definitely do not leave me a voicemail. I actually met someone who, after I coached her on the communication builder, would put at the bottom of every email, please do not leave me voicemails. (laughs) She was very clear about that. Please send me an email. She basically did not answer her voicemail. So I think they got rid of it. So one of the things that's really important is to actually communicate this and let people know. Now, why is it? Doesn't everyone like to communicate the same way that you do? Hmm. No, actually they don't. And one of the things that we've realized is that people who, even if they've worked together for a very, very long time, can enhance their communication by having this kind of a conversation. Now, we all think that communication is really obvious and the means by which we do it, be it email, face-to-face, are so obvious, like, why are we talking about it, really? But it's so obvious that we don't talk about it, and that's actually the problem. So this is an exercise, really takes about five minutes if you're just writing it down, that can be done very, very quickly. But when you share it with someone else, all of a sudden the lights go on. You're like, oh, that's been the cause of the problem. So let's dive right into the exercise. And again, the purpose of this is so that you and anyone with whom you work really appreciate the individual distinct ways that each of you like to communicate as opposed to taking it for granted that everyone likes to communicate the same way that you do. Because guess what? They don't. (laughs) So there are four key things we're going to talk about. The first is how you like to receive information. The second is how you prefer to give information. Next is timing. When? When is a good time to communicate with you and when isn't? And then finally, what do you need when you handle stress? When people get really clear on these four elements, receiving and giving information, timing and handling stress, all of a sudden, some of the nuances become clear. If you've ever run into a circumstance where you tried to communicate with someone and it just did not work, you seem to be on two very, very different wavelengths. My intention is, my goal is that after this conversation, you'll have some other alternatives. You'll have some other methodologies to try. You can try communicating in different ways. You can try different timing. But I want to give you new insight to something that we all think is so obvious, but that really isn't. And I've learned a lot why. So I'll explain that as we go through. So let's start by talking about the best way for you to receive information. I'm going to give you some options, and you can think of the ones that are best for you. So do you prefer face-to-face or phone? Do you prefer things written down by email or voicemail? Do you prefer texts? 
and in what situations. So that's kind of the methodology of how you'd like to get it. Now, the other part is how much information do you want and how do you like to receive that information? Do you prefer the bottom line or do you like lots of detail? Do you want lists? Are diagrams and pictures the best way to communicate with you? Are models physically demonstrating how something works? Is that the most effective technique? So what I want you to think about are what are the most effective ways to communicate with you? And then also, what are the least effective ways to communicate with you? Now, I want to give you a couple of examples for myself. I love face-to-face -face communication. That completely works to me. I can read facial expressions. Tone of voice is really important to me. Do I love email? No. If you do send me an email, please give me the bottom line. If it takes a lot of time to work through, I'm probably going to go off to something else. I'm just being straightforward here. Some of us are, we call it the bright, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> we'll get distracted by the next bright, shiny object. So however it works for you, that's definitely what works for me. What works for you may be the complete and total opposite. So it's really important that you run a draw the line. Here's what works, here's what doesn't. Now, I'm going to contrast that to how you like to give information, and it may or may not be the same way. So, same criteria, face-to-face, -face, phone, email, voicemail, text, and again, bottom line, lots of detail, lists, diagrams or pictures, or models. Now, what's your favorite way of giving information? One of the things that's interesting about me is that one of the least effective ways to give me information is to leave me a voicemail long voicemails where I have to write down all the stuff. I get distracted because someone's coming in my office or something else on my screen is more interesting. Voicemails are somewhat painful. But guess what? I love leaving voicemails. <laughs> Just love it. Why? Well, I really like face-to-face -face communication. And if I can't actually be there, I want to communicate by voice. That's why actually I like doing podcasts. Why I like recording is because I can communicate tone. I can communicate enthusiasm. I can communicate emotion this way. So guess what? I love leaving voicemails. Now, I had to be a little careful because now I know people don't love getting them. <laughs> so I have to make them pretty short. But it was funny to me when I realized that I don't like getting them, but I love leaving them. So how you like to receive or give information may be very, very different. Now, the other thing I noticed is that depending on where you are, also can make a difference. If I'm traveling, please text me. You know, that's by far the most reliable way, especially if I'm traveling countries and plans are different in each country. It can be hard to get data sometimes. So text is the most efficient way. You know, I'm busy, I'm moving, I'm mobile, text me. Other times when I'm with you, I'd much rather have a longer in-depth conversation so we can explore all of the different aspects of what it is that we need to figure out. So sometimes timing, where you are, what you're doing also can make a difference. But be clear with this. We tend to assume that other people are exactly like us, and they're not. One of the things I want you to appreciate is that some of this information comes from some fabulous profiles out there. This is how we figured this stuff out. That's where these lists of selections, this is where these selections come from. So one of them is to know your personality. Are you outgoing, fast-paced, or are you more reserved, more even-paced? Are you people-focused or task-focused? That's all in the personality realm. For those of you familiar with your Colby profile, this is how you strive, how you problem solve, totally different part of the brain. If you're a quick start, which is somebody who likes to improvise and take action that way, well, it's not even that you'd like to, you need to take action that way, then you want the bottom line. You do not want the long, drawn-out stuff. You would just give me the bottom line first. If you're someone who's a fact finder, initiating a fact finder, you want a lot of detailed information so you can see that person's thinking process and make sure it aligns with yours. So again, 
Knowing yourself, knowing how you problem solve, knowing your personality preferences has a huge amount to do with how you want to give and receive information. And so that's, again, the more you know yourself, the better a communicator you'll be, and also the more adept you'll be in understanding how best to communicate with other people, how to actually get your message across. One of the most important things to know about communications is not just what you say, it's the result that you get. And if you are adept and asked to receive information the way that you want it and give it the way that other people want it, your communication effectiveness will go up dramatically. That's my intention out of this conversation. Now, the other two aspects that are really key and somewhat entertaining are timing and how you handle stress. Now, timing is really interesting. So what time of day are you at your best, your most alert? You can take in the most input. Are you a last minute person where that's where your creativity kicks in? Or do you want lots of information in advance? Do you like scheduled meetings or on the fly? Now, what's interesting about this, and I said earlier that a lot of communication dysfunction, I think, comes from assuming that how we like to do things is how everyone likes to do things, and we think it's obvious. Well, I've learned that other people cannot imagine how I like to do things, which tends to be more on the fly. That, for them, would just be horrible. That would not be an enjoyable experience. I've tried to do it their way, and that's horrible for me. (laughs) (laughs) So to each his or her own is what this boils down to. If you're a morning person, it's important that the people around you know that. If you're an afternoon person, people around you need to know that. I like to say that my husband's a day person. (laughs) He's best between sunup and sundown. Whenever your energy is at the highest, when is the best time for you to receive information, and when is the worst time for you to receive information? One of the smartest things I did with one of the people that I have the absolute pleasure of working with recently is one of the first things we did with each other was this communication builder exercise. It was great because both of us realized from the get-go that we were not morning people. So we decided that we would have a relaxed conversation at 9.15 every morning over tea or coffee. I like tea. She likes coffee. That way, we could gear up slowly, get on the same page, not stress each other out, and gear up towards our day. I am on fire at five o'clock. Ask the people around me. Some They're going home and I'm like, hey, let's do this. <laughs> That's how my brain works. Other people work a little bit differently. Now, if someone who is incredibly bright and perky and in my office at 7.30, I probably won't be there. <laughs> That's not how I work. So timing is everything. You've heard that expression. When it comes to communication, it could not be more true. It's really interesting. I want to share another story with you about a couple team members that we work with. One of them would tell his team member, that what he wanted to do, he would give him a brand new list of things every morning. The problem was his colleague figured out his plan for the next day the night before. So every time the team leader came in and gave his team member a whole list of things to do, it completely wrecked this person's plan for their day. Once they did this exercise, they were able to reverse it. The team leader gave those lists of tasks towards the end of the day so the team member could integrate it into his plan for the next day. It worked so much better. But until then, it had been a very large, frankly, mostly unexpressed problem in their teamwork. And both of them were getting very irritated and very stressed with one another, something that was very easily solved just by switching the timing of when those tasks were delegated. The last thing I want to touch on is what do you need to feel most supported when you're stressed? What do you perceive as being supportive and what don't you perceive as being supportive? So, for example, one of the things that we've learned is that some people need focus time. Others need input from other people, from ideas. Some people need reassurance. Other people, no thank you, just give me time alone to figure it out. Other people need update meetings so they feel like they're not out of the loop. 
all of these things are true. And you may have some additional examples to add into your own. Another great story that illustrates this. So I work with a team member and his key person, his key assistant. And it was really interesting. When they figured out how they each handled stress, they were able to have a major breakthrough. So what he needed when he was stressed was time alone to focus. What she needed was reassurance and conversation. So guess what each other did? They gave the other person what they needed. So what did this look like? This looked like when he was stressed, she'd be in his office reassuring him everything would be okay. He was going insane. What would he do with her when she was stressed? He would very nicely leave her alone when she needed reassurance. <laughs> Neither of them were feeling particularly happy with the other person about this. When they communicated based on this exercise, they were like, oh, so then he started giving her reassurance when she was stressed. She left him alone, went against her grain, but she managed to do it. And all of a sudden, things were so much better. So again, when I say we expect other people to be like us, unfortunately or fortunately, they're not. We just need to be able to adapt. One of the most important things is that you are very clear with yourself and others what are the best ways for you to receive information so you can be the most effective. And once you do that, it's also important to realize it's far easier to adapt how you give information. So that, hopefully, will have you be far more adaptable and, frankly, resilient in terms of how you communicate with other people. Now, to wrap up the exercise, the last part of it is just to think about if you do do this with someone else, to say, okay, what's our biggest insight? Maybe one of the reasons why your teamwork works so well with them is because you do give and receive information in very similar ways. You're both morning people or you're both afternoon people. You know, how you handle stress is similar. So that may explain the fabulous teamwork that you have. Or it could also help you solve some communication problems that you've been experiencing. Now, what I love is that this can provide insight to a brand new relationship and also to people who've been working together for decades <laughs> These are decades-long communication issues here that can get resolved when you talk about something that looks so obvious, but in fact isn't. So that wraps up our Communication Builder exercise. Again, to download the Communication Builder exercise, go to teamsuccesshandbook.com, where you can get lots of different copies, use them with as many people as you'd like. I hope you've gotten a lot of insight about the best way to communicate with you and how you can adapt your communication style to other people's. And as always, thanks for listening, and here's to your team's success.